episode of Serpent Temple Podcast. We are doing a Christmassy end of year happy holidays episode. We're going to have presents and we're going to be telling you our top 10 albums of 2022. It is snowing outside right now. We just had a wonderful Iranian meal. How it's are you doing, great. Lloyd? We've been uh, interacting with a cat for the last hour as well. <laughs> Stray snow cat. That's right. But I have a surprise basically. Um, for everyone on the podcast today, I have presents for all of us. Oh, this is exciting. So, Sham, if you want to, if you'd like to step in front of the camera, if you can, uh. <laughs> uh, this is for you. <laughs> Should I open it now? Yeah, this is for you, Floyd. And I've got Ooh. one for me as well. You gotta open it one at a time. Yeah, go for it. Oh, oh sick. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is legit. we do not condone bootleg merch however bolt thrower are no longer a band so (laughs) we're not stealing their money (laughs) sick i'm glad it's not that thin you know you're there awkwardly trying to open packages (laughs) (laughs) sick do you want to know how many XL Floyds is? I don't know, too many. Was that seven XL? <laughs> seven, <laughs> XL. <laughs> to kill so many bolt throw albums. I bought the whole discography in one shirt. <laughs> Amazing. And I bought I'm myself... literally wearing this Christmas day. Mate, I think we should all go to a gig wearing them. I'm legit. Like I'm up for it. I'll just find someone that's dropped. <laughs> Find someone that's dropped a tab of acid, oh, then I'll walk towards them wearing these shirts. Oh, that's amazing. I that that's so good. <coughs> yeah. That is legit. Thank you, babe. Hey, it's all good. Thank you so much. Happy holidays, guys. <laughs> we now have matching bolt thrower shirts. I was so. just saying, you got to find someone at a gig that's like dropped a tab of acid <laughs> and just all walk together towards them just to just to wig them out. <laughs> that would be the most horrific trip ever. Just like loads of bolt thrower album art like undulating in front of your face. <laughs> yeah, it's cool, man. They're really they're awesome. Don't buy them. Don't buy bootleg merch. <laughs> um, but I think it's different if it's a band that's like not active yeah kind of like defunct and you know notoriously known for not producing much official merch exactly yeah yeah plus i have a lot of legit bolt thrower merch that i feel weirdly feel because i have literally got 10 legit bolt thrower yeah you own a lot of legit merch i I own so much bolt thrower merch that i've bought at bolt thrower shows so i and like so i've given them a lot of money already so hopefully they're not mad at me for this. That's a logic I used for downloading albums. I felt like if I owned half of someone's discography, I was entitled to pass. download the other half. <laughs> you get a pass. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Def and Bolt Thrower, I think, are like probably the most bootlegged bands. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely, pun intended. All right, should we move on? Oh, before we move on, we have a new feature yes. for the Serpent Temple podcast. Um, you can now write in to serpenttemplemail at gmail.com and you can leave us a message and um, Shem will at some point read them out to us you can send us voice notes you can call in so to speak or just say whatever you want and maybe we'll respond to it on the podcast so feel free to do that guys nice bit of interaction yeah good to have a bit of an interact yeah yeah all right should we move on to our top 10 albums of 2022 let's do it let's do it we start at the bottom of the top the big one. Oh, it's got to start at the bottom and work your way down, surely. All right. I would think. Okay. I'll let, I'll let you go first. Okay, so my, my I'm going to be relatively quick. Cool. Just because 
I am. Um, so number 10, Misery Index, Complete Control. Oh. Yeah, it's, it dropped a while ago now. It, I had to check if it was this year. But it's a banger. It's a good album. I love Misery Index, guys. I think we saw them play Hellfest as well. It was really... Yeah, they were great. They were really, really solid. Like, big audience. Sounded huge. Love the new stuff. I saw them at Damnation as well, and they, they did absolutely destroy it. Nice. Um, <laughs> their smoke machine was broken, though. <laughs> it was billowing smoke for, like, 20 minutes. That's so like, spinal fuck. tap. Yeah. <laughs> but it was nuff. You're absolutely right. I think that was a fantastic album as well. Um, I actually, if I'm being honest, I thought that was last year. Yeah, I thought I thought mm. it too, but I was like, hang on a second. Or maybe I have messed up, but I'm pretty sure it was this year. <laughs> now I'm having doubts. <clears throat> What's your number 10? So my number 10 was a bit of a wild card, and it was a, a late addition to the album of the year list. So it's a band called Spirit World, and the album is called Death Western. So it's kind of like... Wild West inspired crossover like hardcore death metal thrash, <laughs> but the music actually has like some proper like Wild Western like good bad and the ugly style like interludes before you get like proper like sludgy two step like hardcore and riffs coming in. Wow! It's like it's gimmicky, but it's done so well that it's actually like hyper entertaining. And I feel like you know, I'm so like the way I approach album of the year lists is I feel like there's always got to be. A representative of each style of music okay. and i feel like there's always got to be one fun album in the list <laughs> and this is like my fun addition nice. to the top 10 this year but seriously <clears throat> it took me by complete surprise and it is such a fun heavy and just groovy album to listen to so it was and i only listened to it for the first time i got recommended by friends a couple of weeks ago he was just like check this out bruh and i was just like yeah cool i will i was like fuck this is sick that is so cool yeah. i'm gonna check that out yeah that's no, really good fuck yeah so my number nine is, um, forgive the pronunciation, Slagged Goddess. Um, I love the first, I think it's the first track of the album, Deceived by an Amethyst. Mm. It's like, it's a real good, uh, it's a good naming and it's a good banger. It's a great album. That's a great album. I love the track uh, Fealty Thunder Whip. That, I think that's one nice. of the most catchiest tracks. That is insane memory ever, right yeah. there. Because even though it's one of my albums of the year, I had to look up the track listing and be like, yes, that was the song that I loved the most. <laughs> No, yeah, that's a good addition. Um, my number nine is an album that was released somewhat recently as well uh, by a well-renowned band, uh, Psy. Oh, good choice. The album Shiki or Shiki, however you pronounce it. So sorry, probably butchering that. Um, <coughs> so this is their twelfth album. Um, so they have been going since the late eighties, early nineties, and twelve albums. One thing I really. Um, appreciate and impressed with as a band that's been going for that long is when they release new music that is still kind of fresh and still like kind of like full of vigor and passion and the interesting thing about this album is they've got a few session musicians here so they've got mike heller who's the drummer for fear factory and frederick leclerc who cool. is the current bassist for creator and who actually used to be the bassist for dragon force as well Oh, wow. So he's filling in session guitar and bass duties. And it actually is quite cool because, I mean, Sia pretty much renowned for being quite an avant-garde band and being a bit out there. And this album still has its avant-garde moments. But with the addition of these members who are known for their kind of like their rhythmic capabilities and like bot mend on their instruments, it just gives it that much more heaviness, which is like quite unusual for like a Sia album in the millennium. So it's like it's kind of like a, a, a callback to their earlier more black metal like called like heavier more extreme albums in the 90s so kind of took me by surprise and i was uh really impressed with that album so hence why it took takes my number nine spot nice 
Um, I guess that means it's number eight time for me. Dystopian future movies, War of the Ether. Um, one of my favorite interviews that we've done this year, talking to Caroline about this album, like really made me appreciate um, like the deeper meaning behind it. And I think that like really opened up the music even more for me. It's like a brilliant, brilliant album. Um, and I just really, I like it when music's doing more than just being itself. It's kind of speaking to a bigger thing and like opening up a a world of truth. I don't know. I don't know how to put it, but it was, yeah, I think it was a powerful, a powerful moment for me. So I really want to put that, immortalize it in my end of year list. So that's my number eight. Oh, nice. I think it's always, um, it, I think, I've always kind of gravitated towards music where, like, the emotion of the artist is so clearly on display. Yeah, totally. And I feel like it's something that's so easy to connect to, even if, you know, you've had different experiences and maybe cannot relate uh, completely. But at the same time, like, you know, just instantly I'm thinking of an artist like Lingua Gnota, for example. Yeah, totally. Like, you know, it's totally just like something that is so emotionally raw and bare, it's hard not to appreciate the art form. Hmm. A solid choice. Um, my number eight is another bit of a wild card for me because it's another band I wasn't familiar with until this year it's Kardashev with the album Liminal Right that is a sick album it's yeah it's fucking great they're so good that like Spotify kept trying to force them on me but like <laughs> but in, in a good way because I'd be listening to like a playlist I'd be like what is this song this is so good and it would be Kardashev yeah and I was like who are these guys and yeah they're, they're really fucking good yeah what I like about the album is you know I've been, well, I think I've been quite open in the past about I'm not the biggest fan of what is deemed to be progressive metal. Mm. And what I, I'm not talking about progressive in the true form, I think, and what is kind of mutated into what is referred to as progressive metal. Um, you know, because I just feel it's, it could be a bit too clinical and sterile at times. But what I do love is when you've got a band like Kardashev, who remind me a lot of another band, Nea Blibiscaris from New Zealand. Oh, yeah, I love that band. Who do a great job of kind of combining uh, loads of different elements of black and death metal. Mm. It's got that progressive sheen and musicianship to it, but it's done in a way where it doesn't lose, like, the human element of the music. It's got great energy. And Exactly, like, and the energy of the album is very, like, emotionally kind of, like, raw. There's a lot of, like, gravitas to the album. Mm. And I just thought it was just really compelling, and I just thought it kind of just hit me out of left field, and I was thinking, like, fuck, this is actually really well-constructed music and it has the emotional weight to it which is what i also love so much in music as well so that's mine number eight sick one my number seven is innumerable forms philosophical collapse that was a heavy fucking album i really really like do you need to cough don't you no oh, okay I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were about to like i thought you were trying to hold one in sorry <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> my number seven is Innumerable Forms, Philosophical Collapse. This was such a heavy album. I really, really liked it. I was listening to this like over and over and over again uh, the week we were going to review it, and I just really, really dug it. It's, um, yeah, like I this this year and just generally doing Serpent Temple has made me appreciate new music so much more because we've been, we've been doing like mostly new music albums every week now instead of having one new one, mid one old. And I think it's a great great thing that we've started doing that because i never listened to so much new music um and I, i've always been aware of innumerable forms i've always known like i kind of like them but this like made me properly delve into them and i really enjoyed it i agree with you but firstly that album is fantastic but secondly i think it's a better format just doing new music because i feel like it just kind of spreads that net a bit more and allows us to listen to more new um kind of albums and one thing i will say <laughs> i didn't need to cough that time 
The reason why I'm coughing, I'm going to give the context of this backstory, just so people don't think that I'm being inconsiderate and spreading my germs around. I was given an out-of-date linctus by my sister that my mum had made, and it had fermented and turned into pure alcohol and burned my throat and vocal cords, and it's still recovering. So that's why my voice is hoarse, and I'm coughing frequently. Bearing in mind you've never sullied your body with alcohol, so no, that must have true. been really traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's a good choice in number seven. My number seven is a relatively um, well-renowned artist who's actually just been announced as the final headliner for Bloodstock this year. Oh. It's um, a sugar with Immutable. Oh, interesting. So this one's been a bit of a slow grower for me because... Um, I'm more of a fan of a lot of the earlier Meshuggah work, like Destroy, Raise and Prove, yeah. Chaos Fear. But like, there's something about this album that kind of takes the grooviness of albums like uh, nothing and kind of just um, has more of a sense of maturity to it, in my opinion. Like, there's a great track on this album called Black Cathedral, which yeah. is essentially like a black metal track. And it's only kind of like a small interlude, but it's like so cool and different from what Meshuggah have done in the past. Mm. And I just think, you know, going back to my point, about Psy, you know, Meshuggah, another band that had been around the block for a while. And I think, you know, going back to that point, I think it's just so impressive that the band continues to release music that is still fresh. And, you know, and they've kind of done it. You know, it's so easy for bands, like, I'll just say it because they're never going to fucking listen to the podcast. <laughs> listen to a band like Metallica, for example, that's been, that's been releasing nothing but shite for, like, the last 20 years. Like, I don't know if you heard the new Metallica song. No. Fucking dreadful. Really? Everyone's been, like, talking it up. Did you see the new Godsmack single beat it in the charts? What did you say? The new Godsmack single beat in the charts. <laughs> that is well, that's amazing. Go. That's like England being knocked out of the World Cup. <laughs> so yeah, so so yeah, so that's why Meshuggah takes my number seven spot. Fair enough. My number six is Terzic der Horde. In one of these, I am your enemy. I loved this album. It was um, it was a really good album for me to listen to because a the vocals rocked, the lyrics rocked. And they like really inspired me to start like kind of getting back into writing lyrics for the next Loan album, um, and that really helped because I kind of needed that like inspirational kick, and this delivered it to me in the way that I really needed at the time. And I really I love I love the guys. Um, like I follow them on Instagram now, and they just seem like really good people. They're really into like educating. They I, I you know when you you see a band you like the music and then you find out they're good guys. It's one of those like that really adds to the to the appreciation I have of the music. And it was just a good album. I loved the cover of it too. The artwork rocks. <coughs> Is that like the proper post-apocalyptic kind of like yeah? Mm. That was a great that was a great little release. That one it was. Um, and I think they're a band that um, deserve a bit more attention because they've been kind of grinding away yeah. on the underground for a while. And I think I remember when we reviewed the album at the time that I saw them at Roadburn, like the year that I went, and I just thought they were absolutely amazing. Cool. Uh, so they know they could definitely bring it live as well. Yeah, I records. really want to see them live. I'd God, love so to see them live. What's your number six? My number six is continuing the trend of long-running bands because I'm just old school like that, is <laughs> Immolation, Acts of God. Hell yeah! Now, Immolation are one of the three big um, bands that I like that all end with the same sure. suffix. <laughs> You've got suffocation, immolation, and... Um, well, I was actually going to say incantation, <laughs> but they've been a bit problematic recently, so I'm not, I'm not much Oh God, have they? I didn't know. There's, there's some shit about incantation, I'm sure. Oh, Don't quote me on that, but... That's a shame because they're doing that split with blood. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, blood <laughs> and incantation doing yeah. the split. Oh, well, I guess I'm not listening to the split. 
I'm not sure about that. So I'll have might to double have to check do it. A check in on that. But anyway, but specifically suffocation and immolation were the main two anyway. Cool, cool, cool. And, and they're both from New York, and they're both just legendary, iconic heritage death metal bands from that scene. And immolation, kind of, you know, they kind of stand on their own two feet in the scene. They've got a distinct style. You know, the the, the whole kind of really disharmonic riffs that they do just the layer in and just like just the way the songs are constructed is just so malevolent and evil sounding and what i love as well is when you get a death metal band that's been going around for years and you get an album with newer production and it sounds as like as raw as some of the older material should have sounded because mm. sometimes the production can let it down like you know yeah. i'm not insulting like things like the Morris sound or the Scott Burns style, which was really seminal in the 90s, but it did lack a lot of that oomph mm. and power that a lot of newer metal album productions have. But this album is fantastic. It's just there's it's just classic immolation, really, but it's just a, a, worth, a worthwhile addition to their already stellar discography. I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. Immolation is in my top 10. Ooh. They were actually one of my top played artists on Spotify this year because they are the go-to band I play in the gym. It's oh, like sick. such good workout music. Yeah. And it's just so good. It's yeah. so good. Like, I, I think I listen to them like every single day in summer. I really fucking love that album. Um, my number five is not Immolation. It's Imperial Triumphant's Spirit of Ecstasy, <coughs> which was a mad album. Um, that was wild. I love that album. It's it's really I think it's a perfect number five album because it's like it wasn't my favorite album that came out this year, but it was almost my favorite album that yeah. came out this year. The the um, experimental jazz New York um, thing they do, coupled with like this really strong image and sort of um, lore that they've cultivated, I really like that. It's like the heavy metal Great Gatsby which is cool. Like it's really like exploring that hubris of, of Western American society in a very like American psycho, but with cool masks way. And I love a good cool mask. Yeah. It's, that's a very solid and worthwhile choice. And I think as well, I think I've got to give a shout out to Kenny Grahowski, the drummer. I mean, Thomas Harker himself has said that he is one of the most impressive drummers mm. in today's scene, which I think is a testament to learn to how good he is, but he really is. Excuse me, the driving force um, <laughs> behind uh, the rhythms of that band because I feel like that music would kind of fall apart at the seams if it didn't have that strong backbone, mm. the drumming. Like, but they work so cohesively as a unit, and it's just such like controlled chaos. So yeah, that's a that's a very solid choice. I also erroneously attributed Kenny Grahowski as I think the saxophonist on oh, the album. It was actually Kenny G. <laughs> it was actually yeah. the Kenny G. So my bad yeah. if you uh, ever go back to that review. I was wrong. It's the yeah. Kenny G. So my number five is, and this is the last one, is another band that I've been a fan of for a while that I had to include in the list, which is Origin. Oh, that's a good, that that almost made it into my number 10. With the album Chaosmos. Now, what I like about Origin is I feel like they are one of the exceptions in in the tech dev scene that stand out from the crowd. And they're not overly kind of like wanky and sterile. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, Necrophagist are often credited as like one of the bands that are like the, um, that are at the forefront of the tech dev scene and being great musicians. But like, I feel like Origin are actually so bonkers and so fucking fast and frenetic and skilled as musicians. The drummer, John Longstreth, in my opinion, is the best drummer in metal, hands down. Um, and I think just, you know, their compositions are just wild for how fast they play, how many notes they hit. I think it's uh, I think it's incredible how the songs are still groovy, catchy and just entertaining to listen to. 
So, and this album is just everything that's good about the band. Solid choice. My number four is Immolation Acts of God, which we've covered. Um, <laughs> is They're one of my favourite bands. I didn't even realise until Spotify was like, you've played this so much, it's worrying. Um, so yeah, fucking great album. I hope I get to see them live. Yeah, it's uh, it's a shame actually, because I think, were they, were they playing uh, the UK Death Fest? But we were we were late. We I think we had a oh. something else going on, so we couldn't make it in time to watch him. Yeah, we saw what's his name backstage. Oh, Ross Dolan. Ross, yeah. yeah. Oh, was that the guy from Emotion? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> oh god, that shows how wither I am when we go. <laughs> so my number four is from a relatively new band that's made a lot of waves in the death metal scene this year, and it's Undeath with mm. the time it's time, ellipses to rise from the grave. Nice. Now, what I love about this album <laughs> is that it is kind of like an homage to a lot of the bands I've already mentioned on this list. <laughs> but like, it's kind of like, you know, an homage to the 90s death metal sound and a lot of things that made death metal so kind of like vital and invigorating and exciting at the time. But it's kind of wrapped up in like a 2022 rapper mm-hmm. and presented in a way that's just totally fresh and exciting. And they seem like cool people as well. Like just everything about the album it's just really fucking gnarly, in my opinion, and I think it deserves the lord, the um, the lord in lord, lord, not lord. What's the word I'm looking for? The lord, the oh, uh, adulation. Uh, that's good. We'll go for that. <laughs> yeah. It deserves the uh, adulation and the plaudits. Plaudits. That's the word I'm looking wow, for. That nice. is getting across the uh, the metal sphere this year because I think that's going to make a lot of album of the year lists. Yeah, totally. Uh, that was it. Was great. I think I really like how you said uh, 2022 rapper. I like that. That's that's. What was that? Twenty twenty two rapper. Ah yeah. I probably said rappers. I've got Jakeman's throat lozenges rappers on my sweets. Not of the the genre guy performers and lady. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) number three is Ithaca. They fear us because I loved that album. I love Jamila. She's amazing. Loki, extremely inspired by her. I saw her play, um, like a pub in London. I saw her play the Unicorn many years ago, and I was like, "Damn, she's amazing. She does not give a fuck. She's doing her thing." Um, and in this album, like she is running with that, and it's so good. It kind of reminded me reminded me at times of the Turnstile album, which also made my top ten yeah. list last year. Um, there's like some really beautiful like pop like bits. There's some <coughs> groovy bits. There's some heavy as fuck bits. It's so good. Um, I hope I get to see them again soon as well. That album kind of harkens back to a lot of old school aspects of like the hardcore and early metalcore scene that made me fall in love with it mm. to begin with. Like I feel like there's a, a good heap of Deftones in there as well. Yeah, totally. I think really kind of like um, resonates with me. So I'm. Uh, I think that is a very good choice. What is your number three? So my number three is Worm Rot Hiss. Oh yeah, that's a great album. Now this is, it's a bit of a bittersweet one because I think it is the, uh, forgive me, I haven't made a note of the vocalist's name, but the vocalist who's now departed the band. Oh, I think yeah. they are going to still continue as a band, but mm. it's um, it's his last album with them. Um, <coughs> apologies. <laughs> <laughs> he moves away from the microphone to cough. <laughs> and it's, uh, do you know what? It's, I've, I often say when I'm talking about grindcore that I think it is one of the most uh, misrepresented genres in the entire heavy music scene. I think it's often mislabeled. I think sometimes when people think of grindcore, they're actually thinking of shit like porno grind and gore grind. Yeah. But I think they don't realize that 
grindcore is actually a really kind of like potent like socio-political genre that is actually tackling a lot of good topics and has some really good fucking relevant aggressive music and and a, a lot of variety sometimes and i think Wormrot exemplify that perfectly in this album there's a lot of tracks on here They've got real elements of thrash, which has always been a big component of grindcore anyway, but like a lot of progressive elements, like there's some post-hardcore in there, there's some really interesting melodies, there's some violin, there's some string sections, which are used to stun an effect in the album. Mm. So I think it's just a really dynamic and kind of fulfilling album for a listener and anybody that appreciates any form of heavy music. Agreed. Really solid choice. So my number two choice is probably the opposite of Worm Rot. It is Gravelines Communion. Oh, nice. Yes, um, I've, I'm a long-term fan of Gravelines. I love every member of that band as well. And I just, I love the vocals a lot. It's like really rare that I find Doom that's not like really pentatonic and like overly, it's kind of bluesy, but in a in a like very suicidally depressive way, which I appreciate. That's like, that's the more like acid bath style that I prefer to the like upbeat kind of like, dinosaur by a river space shit i don't know i'm not really putting this very well anyway this album fucking rocks um i've been watching them live for many many years i really love <coughs> the subject matter it's all about parasites all the lyrics are like so well researched i really appreciate that when i went to south america recently i just like afterwards sent jake the singer like a bunch of bug pictures because oh, nice. <laughs> it's a cool bugs and parasites and stuff um and yeah, like this album was beautiful. It was like I I was waiting for a Gravelines album for a few years, and this was exactly what I needed. And it it really like hit that spot, and I've been listening to. I it feel a lot. like they really stepped up their game with this album. Totally. And I agree with you. I think Jake is an absolutely uh, fantastic vocalist. Mm. Uh, I think going back to my earlier point about oh, it's like Lingua Ignota, I think he wears his emotions on his sleeve. Totally. And I think it comes through in the music, and it's I think it's just yeah, it's yeah. Just, and they're fantastic live as well. Yeah, so, so good yeah. live, and like you know, Ollie's guitars are amazing. Matt's bass is great drumming's like always perfect like the the band all together come together really well and they just have this like sweet sadness in the music that's like mixed with this like crushing heaviness it's like the epitome of melancholy in doom um and it like hits it so I, i'm not really a funeral doom guy like i'm not so into the funeral doom that's like very slow and shrieky but this is this is the funeral doom that i like yeah. this is definitely like modern funeral doom with 22 2022 rapper as you yes. say <laughs> <laughs> this is my equivalent of going to the funeral and being like hearing jake's voice in my head <laughs> what's it is it heavy gloom they refer to it as is that, maybe yeah. it is that's a good way of putting it heavy <coughs> gloom i like that yeah oh yeah i think that is a very solid choice and uh I think the epitome of melancholy is the perfect way to summarize them and that album. Yes. My number two, I'm actually going to skip over because it's your number one. Oh, shit. Well, it's just like, well, I don't want to give away spoilers, but <laughs> I might know what your number one is. So I'm going to skip over. <laughs> anyone who knows me knows what my number one is because I have not shut up about this album to anyone I know. Um, my number one is Zompantli. Yay! And I'm hopefully not going to butcher the album name. It's um, Tlazcatlitzidli. <laughs> See, that's why I didn't announce yes. it. Is that... <laughs> Fuck yes. How that's... dare you? I tried. I tried. Hang you on. Know, that's why I didn't announce it as my number two to let, <laughs> to let Nina you pronounce it. You never take the fall. Yeah. 
and, and boy did I fall. It's a uh, Tlaxcal Tillitsley. Don't get worse. How dare you? You try and say it. It's a beautiful word. I'm so sorry. I'm butchering it. Tlaxcal That was actually pretty good. That was pretty good. Tlaxcal. Wait. Tlaxcal Tillitsley. Tlaxcal Tillitsley. Tlaxcal Tillitsley. Okay. Let's put. Let's keep that bit. Let's not edit. I'm joking. Please edit that out. Um. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I did my best. I'm so sorry, Son Pantley. I fucking love this album. This album is my album of like the, the past five years. So we have played this album so many times. Like we've blasted it constantly. It is such a good album to play when you're in the car and you just turn it up really loud and you drive through a residential area. <laughs> There's yeah. people on the street and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> if I remember correctly, Son Pantley means skull rack. That is fucking sick. This whole... Like the whole concept of the album, of the band, of like this, the decolonization aspects, the whole like taking back your history. I mean, I was in South America recently and every single time I walked past any tour guide, they were like, and then the Spanish would cut off people's hands if they wore their traditional clothing and they'd kill you if you dared to speak your original language. So I get it. Like, I totally get why making this kind of music is heavy and powerful. And boy, can you hear it? It's like so... It's so groovy, it's so heavy, it's, I like, every single song is beautiful, it's, like, so well-crafted. I, I listen to this album and, like, I see, I see, like, wars playing out in my head and, and like, immense, immense, like, monuments being built and rituals being had and, yeah, it's it's a fucking glorious album. One of the best in many years. I, I don't think there's much else I can add to that, but, yeah, I think you summed that up perfectly there. It is crushingly brutal and heavy, and I love just the connection to like the whole, um, like some of like the uh, the Aztec instrumentation on the album. Oh and stuff. yeah, the death, like whistle. the death whistles and stuff. It's just yeah. so so fucking cool. unbelievably cool and heavy. Like Hell it's yeah. just well, yeah. There's nothing more I can say about it. The only thing I will say is if you want a deep dive into it and an analysis behind a lot of the song titles and stuff, we did do a really deep dive on the album, and it is worth a watch if you want to hear more about why we love that album so much yes go and follow that band on instagram listen to this album that i'm not going to try and say the name of again the band is called zompantley um you will not be disappointed if you don't like the album um tell me so that i can admonish you publicly thank you what is your <laughs> your number one my number one is and this is actually the second year in a row that uh following up a black metal album is made by number one oh. so it's black braid oh. of the album black braid one I need to listen to this album. I've so, so much hype around it. So when we were talking, when I was talking to you about this album, or when we were talking like about album of the year lists uh, the other day, like last time I saw you, I think the band you were thinking of was uh, Nechochwen, who we also reviewed this year. Yeah. We also have a similar thing about having that connection to uh, like the Native American um, kind of like uh, history. And but this album also, I believe the the main uh, uh, man behind the project is of um that origin and he is um just completely um like the music what's interesting about it is it's not gimmicky yeah like, the music is actually black metal like it's it's got more in common with and i know this band has had their issues but you know a band like agalock for example oh yeah <clears throat> like you know it's just like really like melancholic mm. and really beautiful melodies like interwoven with just like super like like just like in like a mode of tremolo picking and, and like it's everything that's great about black metal 
And I think what really adds to it is actually the lyricism. Because obviously the lyrics are about, you know, like some of this, the, the, the fucking horrific shit that's happened to those people. And just, you know, and being connected to that mythology and having that link to it. So it's just a really, um, just a really easy album for me to listen to because it just kind of, in my opinion, is everything that's great about the black metal genre without getting caught in a lot of the common trappings of the genre that make it uh, hard to listen to and support. Being racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to put it diplomatically. But... Yeah, it's always, but, um, it's always a pleasure when bands aren't racist, isn't it? But it's, uh, it's a, a really beautiful album. Uh, the compositions are great. The instrumentals are fantastic in it as well. There's two instrumentals on the album that mm. really set the scene. And that's probably the only time in the album that you kind of hear the music having um, like a bit more of a connection to um, the kind of like the Native American uh, kind of like um, mythology and history. But like the rest of the album, it's just a blistering like melodic emotive black metal kind of masterpiece and i just really really enjoyed it amazing so i took my top spot hell yeah i'm gonna check that out you sold it's, it it's to really me. good nice <coughs> i think that tops off our top 10 yes i do want to give um an honorable mention and a shout out to a band which is actually uh, unfortunately no more and oh. that's uh malignant altar Wait, did they break up? They broke up, yeah, sadly. Um, it no. was due to, allegedly, uh, health reasons and just a few things. Oh. It was outside of their control. So the band is still on good terms. And they say, hey, look, listen, something may happen some point down the line if the stars are aligned. Mm. But their album, uh, Realm of Exquisite Morbidity. So good. Which I was going to put on the top 10, but that came out December 2021. Right. But that was a fucking fantastic album. Like, that is one of the best death metal albums of this decade. Probably of, of this millennium. Damn. I don't know, we're only 22 years into it. But, but still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who but knows? No, so um, shout out to that band. And shout like, out. you know, it's um, hopefully some point down the line, they'll get back together. But Fingers crossed. Maybe we'll, we'll get see. an AI version of Malignant now. So. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. Malignant <laughs> <laughs> AI. Yeah. <laughs> nice. My honourable mentions are going to be to Tyrannus, Unslayable. We had them on the podcast a oh, months nice, ago. Yeah. It was a great album, great band, great people. And Church of the Cosmic Skull, There Is No Time. Because I love that. I love that album. There was just no room on my top ten. So I'm cheating and I'm adding these guys. That's a problem, isn't it? You know, you go online and you see people that have done, like, top 200s and stuff. Yeah. It's like, I've not fucking listened to 200 albums this year. <laughs> I don't think I've listened to 200 albums. I don't think I've listened to 200 bands in my whole life. I mean, yeah. I have, but... It doesn't feel that way. Yeah. No, I think we were in a top 200 when Crypto came out and then we were like number 95. And I was like, thank God we're not in the above 100. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because isn't that like most of the releases that year? <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, well, at least we're below 100. That's good. That's good. Well, I think that's that uh, rounds out the top 10 album in the year list pretty well. That was fun. Can't wait till next year. Oh, yeah. Let's see how it goes. It's I think there's a few big albums lined up for next year. Oh, yes. I yeah, can't wait. I cannot wait. So thank you so much for watching. Feel free to like and subscribe so that we can make big dollar on the podcast. Um, and feel free to write in to serpenttemplemail at gmail.com. It's a lot of mail in that sentence. Um, yeah, thank you so much for watching, guys. Happy holidays. Enjoy your Decembers. Till next time. <laughs>